All is fair in love war and challenges. I have, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky and Tyler. We're not going to have Antonio today. He's feeling a little bit under the weather. Ever since Bananas got kicked out of the house, his health has been deteriorating more and more every, every day. So we're really not 100% sure what it is. It's Bananas being booted or his AIDS just permeating through his body. <laughs> Jesus. I mean... I, I really think it's the AIDS. I'm not hundred. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Tyler, good to see you back. Yeah. Why you been gone? Uh, well, I was on a heavily paid paternity leave, obviously. So, mm. <laughs> just had a baby, you know. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, baby Emerald is, you know, she's happy. She's healthy. She's gaining weight. It's everything's good here. So it's exciting, and she sleeps a lot actually. So that's the best shit in the world. Mm-hmm. Me and Monet definitely sent our love, but um, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. I mean, Emerald, I mean, it's a, it's a cool name. It's unique. I'm sure 1950 wants their name back. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought we talked about this. I thought I thought Malika was a good name. Yeah, it was in the running. We had a tournament and uh, got bounced out in the second round. So, sorry, man. <laughs> <gasps> I just thought about the perfect name. Cara Malika. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> my wife would not like that at all. <laughs> Oh don't my. include that. Don't uh, include that. Don't include that just in case Kara listens to this. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. All right. Becky, what's really good with you? How you been? Uh, I've been good. That been is so killing. great. All right. You're so let's go ahead and I'm just playing. You're <laughs> such a dick. Uh tell us about your week. What's been going on with you? I mean, we've been having babies and having big time deals. What have you been up to? Me? Just uh, working, getting a new cat, just all the same old boring things that, you know, old ladies like me like to do, which is gather around as many cats as possible, make a bunch of money. You know, you need another cat like Donald Trump needs another scandal. How many cats do you have now? Uh, that are mine? Two. How many cats are in your household? Three. Ha, not that many. I'm feeling like this is gonna take the turn like towards intervention. About you and your cats. <laughs> no, I don't think I could get another one. My cat is not happy that I brought a new cat home. She is very jealous and she is, she hissed at me because she was upset. Oh, you can't have the hissing. You got to put the cat down. Preferably no. with your bare hands. Just get get your choke on. Get your Chris Benoit on. When it comes I, mean, to the cat. I can't believe peace. you just mentioned that. Oh my God. What, fuck it, what too soon? It was like 10 years ago. I just said rest in peace. That's all I said. I, that guy deserves to burn in hell if he actually did what he did. So it was Kevin Sullivan. That, you know what? That is that is the subject of a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we could have a whole. <gasps> oh, wow. We could actually do that. Wild Pegasus, the Chris Benoit story. <laughs> oh my no? God. Okay. Just, just me? All right. 
<laughs> you know what? Let's go ahead and just jump into the daily. All right, so when the episode jumps in, everybody is completely in eight shit mode. Turbo is still going off. He's pacing. He's talking shit. He is pissed. We've all seen Turbo get mad. We've all seen him get jumped up. But he gets so amped up that uh, the challenge guys decides to remove him and take him to the hotel for the night. So when we get to the daily challenge, TJ says, First order of business, Americans. As you can see, you are one player down. Turbo decided to push the limits. As you all know, Turbo and Jordan already got into it once before. That was their first and only warning. Last night, Turbo displayed violence towards cast members and crew. There's no second warnings here. Therefore, he's gone. We lost Turbo today, and that's our own team's fault. You know, Ashley and the girls, they want to play a catty little games. Do I think it hurts us? Absolutely not. I actually think Turbo would have hurt us in a final. I can't speak on his last final, but watching his performance all throughout this challenge, it's not been great. So Turbo is going home. He is gone. He displayed violence, and he's gone. So let me ask you guys, how does that make you feel that this is the reason why Turbo's out? Tyler, start us off. I mean, it's wild. He was verbally aggressive. He was obviously fighting off security and everything, but he didn't even put his hands on Jordan. I mean, it, it's just wild. Uh, I, think, I think MTV and the Challenge Gods, while I do respect them and everything and their decisions, I think they didn't handle this the best. I think they could have separated it a lot easier, a lot better. They could have let somebody that Turbo likes communicate with him a little bit better. Because obviously it was a miscommunication. Yes, Jordan was poking at him. But I mean, if somebody could have sat and explained it to him, as we see later on in the episode, Nani tried, but somebody else, I feel like this wouldn't have went over the edge. I disagree. I honestly feel like Turbo was robbed. I really wish he had actually, if he got kicked out, he actually got his hands on Jordan, as it should have been. They should have just let him get a full, you know, right cross to his face if they really wanted to send him home for something. But... The whole situation is, is you look at it and it's just so ridiculous because even if they brought an interpreter in, someone who speaks Turkish, which is probably what I would have done if I was a producer, what he said about him was disrespectful. It was rude. Whether or not people should have jumped in and told him what was being said, eventually it was going to come out. And Turbo doesn't take disrespect well. That's just the bottom line. What Jordan said was meant to be disrespectful, and it was meant to rile him up. And it worked. Unfortunately, they got, in my opinion, one of the most physical players out of the game. So I do like the idea of them having an interpreter there who may be able to, able to explain this a little bit better. I think that is a great idea, and I think that would have greatly improved some of the communication that was lacking during this exchange. But after seeing all of the footage, I am okay with Turbo being done for the season. And I, and I will explain myself. So there is a language barrier, but Turbo does understand warnings. He already got one. Two, he charged at Jordan. It looked like if security wasn't there, Jordan may have gotten hurt. And he displayed violence towards security, which we know we can't do. The challenge is more woke. And, and when it comes down to things like the Corey slam, 
the bullying, the bullying against Kaylee, Bunham and Murray and MTV have decided to be a bit more responsible. The fault with them is that it hasn't been consistent. There is no clear line. We don't know exactly what the rule is, but at the same time, Turbo had his warning. And I really think that this is more of a clash of cultures than anything else. I think because the culture for Turbo is so different from the culture in America. In America, we do fucked up shit. I'm a New Yorker. I, t I, I used to wake up in the morning every day and tell my neighbor to go fuck themselves. And it wasn't a big thing. Fuck you, fuck that, fuck this. And all reality, a sign of good male camaraderie and male friendship is us ribbing on each other. Fuck you, da 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 da. Like, if you heard me and my friends play Call of Duty, you wouldn't think we're friends. We pop so much shit to each other. And it just didn't translate to Turbo. No steps was taken by the challenge gods to have that handled, but it's probably a problem that they didn't really foresee. So I think the ball was dropped on multiple occasions, but when it's all said and done, when it comes down to the violence, and this is your second warning, I'm, I'm okay with Turbo being booted. I don't believe that they were out of line. I do think, they, I do think that there has to be clear guidelines. And while we're speaking about clear guidelines, that has to go for off-season behavior also. We get into that just a little bit later. No, you're right. You're 100% you're right. What I think, not only, I just want to add to what you're saying. There should be a standard on what you can do, and once you break this, this is the result. It needs to be consistent for all cast members because there are cast members that have been doing, not going to name names, but people that have been doing at least 18 seasons, and they are constantly... <sighs> constantly bullying females, making fun of them in interviews, making them feel like pieces of crap, making body shaming, like just everything. And they never get in trouble. They are at the top of the food chain, so maybe that's why. But it's not just him. I mean, there are lower people that constantly make fun of people. Jordan, again, has been on the bad side of two different occasions of saying something. Um, that is worse than what I think Turbo did. That's just my saying. That's where I'm saying because what he did to get kicked out wasn't worse than what other people have done and stayed in the game. Is That's mm. my point. That's all I was saying. Yes, he should have been taken off, but I mean, it was the softest kicking out I've seen in a long time. Like, I get it. I get it. This isn't Bad Girls Club. This isn't Jerry Springer. This is a competition show. And don't get me wrong, conflict and violence drives this show. I will say it again. Violence and conflict, along with competition, drives this show. But it needs to be, it needs to be contained. I think Tyler has a really good point, though, is that a lot of the people are out there, they want to say they're playing mind games, but it's not mind games when you're going out of your way to be very cruel to somebody, to shame somebody in the way that they do. I think it needs to be very clear from the challenge gods about where these lines are. Because as viewers, I think we need to know just a little bit more. But let's go ahead and move on. During the daily, TJ gives out a couple more warnings, just a couple more reminders. Let this be a warning to all of you. We do not tolerate violence of any kind towards the cast members or crew. All right, Jordan? Yep. Polly? Josh? Got it. You guys are hotheads, man. So Jordan, Josh, and Polly is given a warning for their aggressive behavior 
How do you guys feel about that? Do you guys feel that it was warranted? I know it's not a official challenge God's warning, but it's just a reminder to keep things within its limit. Did that, you know, how, how did that make you guys feel? Becky? I mean, I think that at this point, they need to make it very verbally clear, not just to the specific competitors, but to everybody there. These are the ones that we're really looking at. Everybody understands that this is not tolerated. Because if you're just talking to an individual, it's not really, you know, it's not like it's blanketed. People may think it doesn't include them. So I'm glad that he did it. I'm glad that it was stated out there so that it is clear to everybody that everybody is under the same rules and regulations and nobody is going to get special treatment, as I would hope it would be. Yeah, I mean, people, people seem to respect TJ, respect his word, and it kind of feels like you don't want to disappoint dad the situation so i think and, and not just that but i mean like when tj speaks something TJ's only on on with the challengers when he's on our screens as he said in other interviews when everything else is going down he's not around so if we see tj we know what's going on we hear what's going on we see the result anything that the producers say to them off camera it doesn't feel genuine to us because we don't know so like i didn't know turbo that was his second strike and that's a rule and type thing but i mean if tj tj would have said last episode dude next time you're out Okay, well, now as a viewer, I'm not confused about what happens. I see it, and all right, Turbo Man, he just freaked out. He's going home. I know he's going home. And that's all. If from a viewer, it gives a better perspective that we can actually understand and see. But before we jump into the daily, let's talk about Leroy. Leroy was seen politicking with Carver Cam and Ninja and Ashley, and he looks totally bought in to the other side. Now, we all know him as a bananas right man. They go way back. They always held it down together. But for, for the sake of his own game, he knows where the numbers lie, and he's going to be on that side. Do you guys feel like in this situation, is Leroy being disloyal? I mean, Bananas is not in the game. He's lining himself up with the strongest alliance. What is your guys' feelings on Leroy just being on the other side? Leroy is Falcon. I mean, not, I'm not saying Johnny Bananas is Captain America because he's moral and high just, but he has his own agenda and he does what he wants to do. But essentially, he's that well-known and Bananas isn't there and somebody's got to pick up that shield, you know, and that's what, that's what Leroy's doing. I like everything Leroy's doing. He even states in this episode, I'm just a role player. He's always been a role player. He's just a role player to more people. And by being a role player to more people, it benefits his game. Granted. He's a pawn. He's got to, you know, establish himself as more verbally and socially dominant that he can be a leader. But, I mean, he's doing everything he needs to do. Yes, I love it also. Becky? I honestly think, um, as much as I am not the biggest fan of Johnny right now, that Johnny would respect it and actually encourage him to do what he needs to do to make it to the end. Uh, Johnny knows that Leroy deserves to see these finals. Leroy worked hard. He does his best to make everything work, and he's really stepped up this season as a leader. So let's go ahead and jump into this daily incoming. All right, so now today's challenge is called incoming. As you can see behind me, there's a giant mud pit. That is your field today, Ray. all right? This is going to be good. Oh. This challenge will be played in two heats, with each individual heat having four rounds. And here's how it's gonna work. You guys are gonna line up on the side of that pit. Then I'm gonna launch some bombs in there. 
There are fewer bombs than there are players. You're gonna go out, retrieve the bomb as fast as you can, and bring it back to the side. If you get a bomb, cool. If you don't, you don't move on to the next heat. The first team to win two games will win today's challenge. Team that loses today will have to put up one female for the elimination round. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. All right. So I really thought that this was a great daily. It's kind of hard to run the play to play, but let's just talk about the big moments. One, Jordan being the first one out. Jordan talks about how amazing he is all the time, and he didn't show that today. I picked him up with one hand, and then CT dunked him under the water like he was baptizing him. Let's go and prove to the Americans what we can do. It's funny Jordan says that we can't win without him because, well, he's the first one to go out during this Mudfit challenge. Hmm. He's not that good now, is he? How does that make you guys feel? Jordan talks a big game, but he was the first one out. So, Becky, what do you think? I mean, he just didn't seem to try hard. It, it looked very, I don't know. He didn't look like he was trying that hard. I've seen Jordan really in these things, and especially in physical stuff, and he does more. So I honestly think that he might have done this on purpose. Uh, just from the way he was acting, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I think it was purposeful. I mean, it's, it's clearly a surprise. Um, from anybody that's heard me talk about Jordan, uh, about his game, I think he's one of the most dominating, well-rounded competitors out there. He's got this weird knack that he's good at just about everything. He's not the best at anything but he's good at everything to lose in this challenge is a surprise because he's been in wrestling matches before and on the show and he's done really well i mean it's you know we don't know becky you might be right i mean it's almost like there might be a story about this that will come up at a later date i mean maybe we'll find out more info in the future we don't know uh yeah this was very uncharacteristically not like jordan not a big fan of Jordan, but to not say that he's one of the best newer guys to play this is ridiculous. The fact that he got booted out so early, it's very, very suspect. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next big thing about this daily. CT loses his shirt. I don't think it was nearly as bad as what he thought it may be. I mean, he's getting down, he's getting dirty. How, how is CT looking to you guys? I mean, he's definitely dad bod strong. I mean, you could see that. Um, he has no shame in it, which I always love about CT. He's kind of like, yeah, this is my body. You know, yeah, I'm not what I was when I was 21 and ripped to shreds, but I'll still manhandle the crap out of you. So I'm actually really glad that CT just put it all out there and said, dad bod's rule, kiss my ass. It, Tyler? It, it, was, it was great. As a member of the DBS, the dad bod society, <laughs> um, it, it's it's just glorious i mean he i, I took a tally and everything and i might have missed one but really he only had one real interview that's it and it was about this and it was gold i mean he could put that on 
before every daily challenge. And I would laugh at it every time saying that he's out there to represent for all the fat fuckers out there. Like, I love it. I love it. Now, check this out. Now, now we all know that CT has a dad bod going, but it, it really hasn't been on full display. He hasn't taken his shirt off in a long time. Uh, I don't think the viewers really got the sense of hesitation he kind of had behind it. And when I think about it, it reminds me of the duel too, when DM took off her hairpiece, also before going into a mud pit. If you had to compare both moments, how would you line them up side by side? Tyler? One's a lot more emotional, just because for a female, especially early in 2000s, it's not very common to not have any hair and everything. And especially on MTV, when everybody's got this glorious, beautiful, you know, they're all, you know, their hair is long and they're gorgeous. And that's a huge moment. That's one of the most iconic moments ever. Now, this moment won't get as much, you know, sunshine as that, obviously. But it's pretty compelling. It's kind of full circle, considering it is CT. It's, you know, it's, it's bridging a storyline and everything that nobody's talking about because it's out of respect. I mean, CT was a whole different person and he's a whole different person now. And for a lot of guys, that's the same thing. As soon as like, if you're this jacked, you know, Greek God, and then one day you're not, it's hard to get that confidence back. And so it was great to see and everything like that. Uh, Moments, I'd say one's a 10, one's probably like a six or seven, but still great. Still great. Becky. I mean, Tyler brings up a good point that I really didn't even think about. Uh, For men, their main focus is always on their muscles and how strong and how fit they look. That's something that they hold very high in valor, where women hold a lot with the hair and the makeup and and those kinds of features. Because I know a lot of women feel less than when they don't have hair um, or if their hair is really short. So I honestly think that it's closer on par than I even thought about it when you first asked the question. Because CT being bold enough to really accept and put that his body is what it is, even though he's talked about it in the past, he's never, he's always joked about it, but he's never shown it. So I'm, I'm actually touched in a lot more ways than I expected because you brought that up. Thank you, Tyler, because that actually brought a deeper thought into it. So yeah. I like to think that they're pretty close together. Uh, well, I thought I brought that shit up. Well, Tyler brought up the fact that uh, of the female and the hair, and that's really what I was like, holy shit, he's so right. Oh, yeah, my God. Y- you yeah. seeing it in the beginning did, did also. So I will give you credit, too, Malik. You know what? I want your credit. <laughs> let's, go ahead and, let's go ahead and move on. Yay, Tyler. So... Leroy, a.k.a. Falcon, a.k.a. Black Captain America, last man standing for Team U.S. Now, I think that Team U.S. really, really took a hit by not having Paulie in there. Paulie may be undersized, but he's really scrappy. And when it comes down to body size, U.K. has the beef. I mean, they have the mad cow's disease. The beef is over there. You got the Joss and Rogans. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. We have, um, ah, fuck is his name? Remember the guy that cries every time? Josh? Josh, yes, Josh. <laughs> the muscle? The muscle, yeah. as Zach described? Exactly. Uh, before we get into that, let's take a quick second to remember that Josh tried to fuck Amanda, <laughs> and it didn't work. Leave poor Amanda out of this. She's pregnant and happy. People don't forget. No, I will not. You need to chill the f*** 
out before challenges. You're too stressed. I'm realizing with our team, something's not working. Oh, you're just now realizing And that? I'm realizing that we it's lose our... every challenge. It's our communication. But also, I think that there needs to be... I'm a very affectionate, passionate, like, I need... <laughs> I need, like, the female touch. <laughs> I need... <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of flirting with Amanda. I think that she's hot, but not only that, the way that she carries herself, just her sex appeal, her confidence, um, she drives me crazy. There's so many girls in this house. Go hook up and get massages. Yeah, but I'm trying to build my team dynamic with you so we can become a better team. I it doesn't benefit me to give them good when I can give you good Disgusting. <laughs> potentially help us with. I think the situation is that we're both sexually frustrated and you are not. I'm not at all. Josh is just more of like a brother to me. Like, he's really emotional, he's young, and he's, too, he's a little too nice. Why don't you kiss me to shut me up? That'll probably stop me from talking. Ew, because then I'll throw up. <laughs> You know, Lee was holding strong. He he was the last man standing. It took two guys to get him out. Granted, it didn't look great, but what are you going to do when Joss and Rogan are, you know, trying to grab a ball? How did that make you guys feel? Becky? I expected it in a way because he is so much heart, and you just see it really on display today, him just pushing through for the guys. So, uh, you know, you brought up a point that it's too bad that Polly was in there. He also has speed which not just that he's scrappy, but he's also fast as hell. Um, comes from being a soccer player. But um, I think Leroy really held it down and really kicked some ass. And I'm so proud of him for holding off, especially against the two biggest dudes, Joss and Rogan. So, damn. Well done. You have to give props when props are due. And Leroy, if you're watching how he was playing it, he wasn't, he wasn't going in there trying to scrap every time. He found the one loose ball, grabbed it, and got there. He did what was supposed to happen. You know, everybody always talks about in these challenges, you always hear like an interview here or there, where your job is to get the ball there. It's not to hit somebody. Like whenever they do that, that, that hall brawl with the balls and they got to switch them. It's not to hit everybody. That's to distract you from the actual job. Leroy did what he was supposed to do. I will say one thing, though. I was disappointed in how the formatting of this went because obviously once you lost somebody, you're down in numbers, and a 2v1 is just... As, as well as like the underdog story is great to show what's better to show if they would have done this is uk and usa lost somebody each time and then it comes on to head to head that is great tv because it's almost like getting a free elimination where nobody goes home yeah league is squash but what the fuck was he supposed to do exactly. uh, he did a great job very proud of him just very i'm very proudly very proudly really hopes really hopes he wins this whole thing uh now for the females couple of things to talk about one one georgia versus ninja that was a scrap that was a scrap uh georgia ends up getting the win on that but we have another two-on-one situation and that's going to be cara versus kaylee and d kaylee has been the speedster for this whole entire challenge and cara was the last woman standing holding it down and she did a great job and pardon my language, she made them bitches work. How did you guys feel about Cara being the last woman standing? I mean, I think everybody was like scared for a minute because you look at the two girls going after her. They were like, oh, yeah, we got this. But do we? Because she's a beast. And she made them work. She was not letting go of that ball. And 
I was watching just in awe at, at them trying to do this and her basically just using them to try and get closer to where she needed to be. I mean, Kara is one of the strongest females in this game when it comes to upper the body strongest strength. Female. She is the strongest female in the game. When it comes to upper body strength, I believe, yes. Okay. That's all I'm saying. That's what I, that's, that, um, if, 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 if they had to do, I'll say it right now, I'll go on record right now. If they had to do a pole wrestle, Kara would beat her. Yes. Ninja may be ripped to fucking shreds, but her muscles are also smaller than Kara's. Not, not trying to put down Ninja in any way. No, I not at all. I think Ninja is great. Ninja is more from lifting herself up versus Kara is lifting weights. Lifting your body weight is hard. As, as a bigger guy myself, I can tell you. So, Team UK squashes Team US. They get their first win of the season, fair and square, with nobody throwing it. Team UK is the victors. They needed this win. Well-deserved. It's going to be great that their numbers get to stay the same, and they get to take out two members of Team US. Wait, Tyler, did you have more to say, and I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, no, no. He did have more to say, and I cut him off. Yeah, I actually didn't even say anything. All I said was that she's one of the strongest of her body, and then it got cut off. I didn't even break down anything. <laughs> I was like, shit, sorry. Whoopsies. <laughs> All right. After the daily, immediately, Tori's name is floated. Everything that's happening in this game, Polly's had a hand in. We already know that Tori and Jordan are working against us. So Tori's gonna have to suffer the consequences. Jordan's thinking he had it in control, and now his chick's gonna get sent in. Yeah, exactly. Karma 101. It's karma. Let's figure it out. Let's take it step by step. Please. I'm gonna roast him. Once you have a cancer on the team, that team can never succeed until all the cancers are gone. And there's still two or three cancers on this team. They're gonna go for Tori. Okay, so who does Tori want to go against? We just need to know who you want to go in so we all the say, we all say the one name. Okay. okay. That, that's all we need to know. Ninja was the first girl out, so once again, she didn't perform on a challenge. Let's get Ninja out of the game. I want somebody I can throw around if I have to. And you're, you're more athletic than her, you're faster. And we get rid of Ninja. Yeah. We would really have the numbers. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Now. Tori's name has already been floated since the beginning of the episode, and everybody knows it. Tori knows it. Jordan knows it. It just comes down to who Tori wants to face. And Tori wants Ninja, because it's not like Carver called out for a competition. It's not like Carver is orchestrating a major part of this alliance. So let's go after Ninja. Yeah, real fucking brave. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, at this point, even though Tori's name is being floated, Nani is feeling the heat. This leads into conflict between her and her fellow Real World Vegas castmate, Leroy. They have a big blowout. It definitely would hurt my feelings a lot if this game 
came between mine and Leroy's friendship. You don't have to tell me anything, either, Leroy. Either Honest to God, I appreciate you coming and telling me this, but I already knew this was gonna happen. I already knew the vote would come down to you. I'm so prepared. what do you want me to do? You, to play your game, that's all I ask of you, is play your game. Don't, don't play your game for me. Get that money. I've known Nani for almost 10 years, and we have so much history together, but I'm kind of torn between what's gonna be good for Nani, what's gonna be good for myself. And I don't want to lose a friend off of like not helping her, but it's like, wait a minute, this game is self-preservation. So I'm in a very tough position. Just remember that those motherfuckers don't care about you. Nani, I care about you. That's why I can, bro, in, Nani, in okay, so I'm not, I'm not saying your name though. That's what I come over here to exactly. tell you. Exactly, you're not saying my name, but you're also not helping me. Okay, Nani, but how are you, how are you helping me? You're why? right, okay, you're right, okay, you're 100% right, I'm not why, helping you. Why does it gotta be one-sided? No, you're, you're right, Leroy, I'm not gonna tell you how to play the game. Play your own game. So Leroy feels like he's doing a pretty decent job protecting Nani, and Nani feels the complete opposite way. Who are you guys citing in this one? Are you Team Leroy or Team Nani? Here's this is tricky. This is very tricky. Okay, so when I when I watch the show, I like to analyze. I break it down, and I don't just think of like I'm watching it for the first time. Oh, this is what's happening. I'm looking at the reasons behind things. The reasons why Nani is reacting the way she is. Why is Leroy defending himself the way he is. And then I kind of put that all together. Yes, Leroy is not saying Nani's name. Leroy is trying to protect her. However, by saying somebody that Nani's in an alliance with, he's not really protecting Nani. He's just delaying Nani's name from getting said by another week. So her frustration is completely valid because Leroy is putting up a wall and he's not seeing what's behind the wall. He's just seeing the wall saying, I didn't say your name. I said this name. And Nani is actually thinking a couple steps ahead and she knows what's going to happen. I mean, I honestly think Leroy is going to protect her as far as he can. Now, whether she, he delays it, he's just delaying it or not. I don't necessarily agree. Nani just needs to prove her value at the long run. Or maybe she just needs to start switching her alliance. He's giving her an opportunity to be like, listen, I'm going to save you this week. You know, maybe you should think about the fact that we're not saying your name kind of a situation. And maybe if Nani stopped thinking so emotionally and thinking that she needs more from him, like to put a buffer around herself. I mean, it's just it's a it's a, a short sighted way of Nani expecting Leroy to do the work for her. So I think Nani should have thought of it in the long run of like, maybe it's time for me to go and try and bury the hatchet with the other side and see what can be done, you know, to save myself for the longer term. Whether or not she's the last man on an alliance, she could make herself more important as she goes through. She's too stubborn. She wants to be with who she wants to be with. Like, no alliance-wise, and I get that, but she needs to not hold that against Leroy, who chose his side as well. I think this, this is going to go, this is like a two-parter. MTV dropped the ball on getting what I feel like was talked about, which is the alliance of Cars, Colt, Polly's, what they say, Polly's, oh, I don't even know, Polly's group, Polly's puppets and Cam's queens and everything. Whatever the group is you're saying, um, I believe that they had a conversation with Leroy saying, Leroy, we want you in. And I feel like Leroy said, the only way I'm going to go with you is if we don't vote in Nani. 
mm-hmm. I think that I have a good feeling that that interaction actually happened and we didn't get to see it. And I have no idea. Just everybody that listens to this knows I am spoiler free. I have a good feeling that at the reunion, Nani's going to bring this up saying you didn't have my back. And Leroy's going to literally turn to everybody else and be like, did I not have this conversation with you? I, I'm at least I'm hoping because that Las Vegas real world season was one of my first full real world seasons. And it has a special place for me, you know, that I actually watched full through, paid attention, watched it live. And so I like that entire cast and I don't want that cast to break up and not, you know, go with it. Here's the thing with Nani, though. Nani is loyal to a fault. She is always with her friends. That's it. That's how she plays this game. She doesn't play the game with people she thinks will get her farther or whatever. She plays with her friends, and that's that. doesn't matter what happens. I mean, her and Camilla were best friends, and they got in a fight, and they still found a way to work together. You know, she plays with her friends. So I, I, see, I see all angles of this, both sides of it. I'm hoping, like I said, more comes out of it. I'm hoping Leroy said, I'll vote with you. Just don't vote in Nani. You know, it'd be nice to see. It would show more of a lighthearted character that we know Leroy is. With that situation, though, it's always been known that we are going to protect each other as friends as long as we can until we can't. CT has said this multiple times. Kara has said this times. I will protect you up to a point. But after that, I can't do anything. So what she needs to stop thinking is that he needs to do this for her to protect her. When at the end of the day, he still needs to protect himself. She, she did say that. She, she said, play your game. While she was, while she was playing victim and crying. You're just not working with me. Let's go ahead and move into this nomination. Come on. Fortunately, I'm going to have to vote in Tori. That's two for Tori. I hope I get one of the strongest girls in there with me if I go. I will take out any of you bitches. I will. Cameron. I f-ing hope I go Who's in. Up? I f-ing do. I guess I'm going to have go to vote ahead. you. Do it. Tori? Do it. Four. Do it. Five. So it looks like Tori is going in. And it's funny because Tori takes credit for Lee's success. He takes credit for everybody's success. Now, there's definitely some fallout as a result of this nomination. Nani decides to spaz. Leroy decides to spaz. So Tori says that if she wins, she will go over to Team UK. Now, we had a conversation about this a couple of episodes ago, and we said that Tori would never be the first one to go over without Jordan going over first. It looks like we may be wrong. I think I said I think she'd go out without, go over without. Now, she puts it on her life that she will go over to Team UK. And one of the things that strike me is really funny is that they ask her who she wants, and she says, If you could have anyone, who would you want? If I could have anybody, Ashley. Give me Ashley. Ashley's strong. She's one of the best swimmers in the house. Ashley's won twice. She wants to take out Ashley. Now, as a numbers game, this would be taking out one of our numbers, so it's a really touchy subject. So honestly, the best one to put against me is going to be somebody who can swim. It's going to be Ashley. So I think throwing somebody who can swim and let's take out their team because I'm done. How do you guys feel about Tori wanting Ashley uh, outside of taking on Ninja, who she perceives will be, uh, who she perceives will be easy, or Kara, who is her direct competitor in this game? It makes sense. It makes sense to me. In, 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 if the result is that she wins, she goes to Team UK, she's eliminated Team USA's best swimmer, she's the, uh, the, uh, the other top two swimmer for the females. So Team USA is down their two best swimmers on females. They're down an alliance member for Cara and Polly's group. Hold on one second. We've already had, what, at least two different competitions where there was swimming involved? 
How many more do we have left? The final is what the the, the final. Okay, gotcha. But there's no That's guarantee the, that they'll be swimming in the final. I mean, with how much they've done in the water during the season, you'd have to speculate that there's going to be some swimming. And granted, there might not be any, but she also made a point that Ashley does all the puzzles. Ashley does a lot of the lead, you know, she, she vocalizes with the team. She makes a lot of plans and Tori knows that if she can take out Ashley and go to team UK, it's, you know, it's a win-win situation. Taking out Ninja, who she sees as weak, isn't a win-win because then team USA loses the weakest player, you know? And I think that she wants to keep around Ninja because she thinks Ninja has some flaws that can hinder her in elimination as well. So I like this move. Um, you know, it's, it's always great to see somebody call out another top competitor. I mean, I think that Tori, just similar to what happened on Final Reckoning, when Amanda had the opportunity to call out Kara, saying, I will take down every girl. And she said earlier in the episode that Kara is the challenge, the number one girl. And Tori said that shit, oh, I'm going to take all you bitches out, da-da-da-da-da. She's all up in Kara's face, talked all that good shit. When the pressure was on and she had to make a decision. She flip-flopped, which again, I get it. Kara is great at eliminations. Ashley is spotty. So I can understand her wanting to go after Ashley because Ashley is better in a final, not as good in an elimination. Kara, I could see her beating Tori because she is a stronger competitor in a lot of ways, especially in an elimination. And not saying that she's not a strong final runner because I think she is also, she has her flaws. She's very similar to Jordan. That she has a jack, she's a jack of all trades, but a master of none. So I think that Tori made a pussy move at the same time as making a smart move. Because I think she should have called out Kara as she's been talking about since day one in her fucking confessional. She's she said Kara's name so many times, it's ridiculous. But still went after Ashley because she is such a strong competitor. Honestly, Ashley's maybe one of the best competitors ever to play the challenge that people don't talk about. I mean, we've been saying this all season. I don't count Dirty 30. She was there for a night left. I don't count her being on that show. She's very in that underrated. Situa- and, and, well, my, my point behind this is, is that that means that she's been on four previous seasons, and she's won two of them. One pretty much on her own, and the other one with a teammate who she outperformed in the final. So she didn't just win the final, she outperformed her own partner in that final, beating seven other people. And her own partner was Hunter, by far the, the most athletic and the, the most athletic one out of TYB, and probably one of the best new challenges that we've had. 100%. And so when you're looking at finishing percentage, I mean, Ashley's 50% that she either wins. I mean, those numbers are like Durrell numbers, you know? So... While Kara's better in a lot of things and, and eliminations and everything, Ashley might be the cream of the crop when it comes to running a final. She's been in two. She's won two. I think you're absolutely right. So let's go into the aftermath of the nomination. <laughs> Leroy is pissed, and he has something to say. When's the last time you seen her outside running with us? When's the last time you seen her? Oh, wait. Sorry, stop, stop, stop. I'm proving a point because they said about every other girl. 
they're gonna be stronger because guess what? If you think that Tori's gonna sit here and come back to us after that, you're crazy. So what we really just did was we just lost, gave them another strong girl, which is only gonna be worse for the following challenges. That's why I'm mad. I don't give a f who went in as long as they were one of the weakest. That is not Nani. That is not Tori. It is also not Cam. You know that. Cam puts up. Ninja's worthless. I thought Ninja just finished a hard final. She was the only she girl. Finished. She was the only girl. There's a girl. lot of things that we are going to have to do that are, it's a team game. And in, in, in a team environment, she, she doesn't, work, she well doesn't work well with the team. She doesn't carry her own weight. I don't think Ninja is the weakest girl on our team. Zach goes around, you can't win without me. Bro, you died in the final, just like I did. Completely died. So who are you? What makes you think that you're so superior to everybody? We need you, because no, the we don't. Both of y'all can dip. Both of y'all, we'll, we'll find a way. I guarantee you we'll find a way. Jordan, come into a, a elimination round with me. Physical, you threw. Okay. You threw. Okay. You threw. I would love that. Josh, you cry more than anybody. All you do is run around and gossip, bro. This ain't Big Brother, homie. What's done is done, she's going in. My numbers came to that, fine. Now, for those that are complaining that the team is so weak we can't win, either quit, send us home, or ride to the final with us. That's the only options you got. No, it ain't. What else, what, what other option is it? I go over the other side and whoop your ass. All right, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'll see you in the final. What do you guys think about Leroy's tirade against Team US? It's starting to look like he's not Captain America anymore. He has to start playing for himself even more to a degree than he has been. I think he touched on a lot of good shit called Josh a fucking crybaby for which he is. He called Jordan, you know, he, he called him out for all of, all of the things that he done. How did it make you guys feel? And do you feel like Leroy was in the right? Becky. I think Leroy really kind of spilled a lot of facts that people don't like to look at. He openly called out himself when he said, Zach, you died in a final, just like I did. So he's not saying that he's top tier competitor. He's just saying, we're going to make it with or without you. So you guys either get on board or get the fuck out. So I think he honestly was finally the voice that needed to be said where he screamed at the top of his lungs, stop being petty and start getting to a final. So I am, I'm really happy for Leroy because I think it's about time that he got it off his chest. I feel like he's been holding this in for a really long time and it just all spewed out at one time. The thing that I love the most about this is I know Leroy has been doing this for a long time. He's very well liked. He's a very good competitor. Just always ends up coming up short. He's, to me, he reminds me of like the Charles Barkley of the challenge. Everybody knows he's great, just doesn't have that win. You know, the Charles Barkley, a um, uh, 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 Allen Iverson, um, you know, just, a Dan Marino, you know, one of those guys. Everybody knows you're great. I think right now we are seeing in front of our eyes the transformation of him going from journeyman to just being really one of the next leaders of the challenge. And if the rumors are true, uh, Bananas may be on his way out more sooner than later. I think that for all of the stuff that Leroy has done so far, I don't think he's peaked yet. I think his peak is on its way. I think we are seeing Leroy on a very high ascension. I mean, you're 100% right here. Uh, of you both fucking are. course I am. I am always right. Have we not established same, this? Same, same, Tyler. Stealing, Thank you. You're stealing my catchphrases here. I don't like it. Um, here's, here's, here's the thing, though, and I actually, I, I am going to disagree slightly on the first thing you said. While he's kind of saying it in a bashing manner, he is still being Captain America here because 
he's pointing out that all these individuals are not better than they are. Like he's saying, you guys, you guys are not above us all. You are just like us. And you can either ride with us and win or leave. And we're still going to win because that's how much confidence he has in his team. And that's, that's a showing of a great leader. It does not matter. Next man up, we will still win. And that's, you know, th that's the mentality you have to have. Let's go ahead and move into the proving ground. Dun, dun, dun. So Jenny voted Ashley, Kaylee votes Georgia, and Joss is struggling very hard. He eventually follows the plan, and he also votes in Georgia. Team UK votes in one of their own members. Oh, my God. Guys, good idea or bad idea? Team UK gets rid of one of their strongest female competitors, Tyler. Both. I hate doing this. I do this a lot. It's both. It's both good and both bad. So let's start on why it's bad. Obvious reasons. When the episode started, Team USA had 12. UK had eight. We're down four. Numbers are, numbers are crucial. Turbo gets sent home. Now it's 8-11. Now Tori's in elimination. You've already won. You sent somebody else in. It's guaranteed to be 10 to 8. Your, your odds are increasing. That's great. Daily challenges. You can win more of these. But it was smart. It was good because Georgia's not in Joss's alliance. Georgia's not working with the people over on Team USA. Now, Joss tweeted yesterday, as the show was, was going on right after and everything, that the idea here was that Team USA was going to lose a player no matter what. Either Tori's coming to them because she guaranteed she would, or Georgia's going to be gone. And that's a, somebody that Zach and Jordan and Tori, all their alliance people, she's gone too. So it's both. Just depends on your perspective. I mean, I think that Josh definitely got pushed into doing something that he didn't want to do, which is voting in, voting in one of his own players. Um, but no, well, the only reason why he didn't want to do it, do it is because it was him going against his word. It was him pulling a Pauly. So one thing that I know for sure is Josh better never ever say anything about Pauly swearing that, you know, he was going to do one thing and pulled another because now he's in the same boat. As somebody who's going to be a future guest soon that we haven't announced that we were at the end of the episode, uh, we're all hypocrites here. Yeah. And I think everybody, I think anybody on the challenge or anybody in real life would accept the fact that we're all hypocrites. Georgia is going in. Today's elimination is going to be called... All right, girls, tonight you are playing Blockbuster. Behind me, you'll see a giant wall. To begin, you're each going to start on either side of that wall. And when I say go, you're going to slam those shapes. Whoever pushes in more shapes to their opponent's side without falling off will win tonight's elimination round. All right? Best two out of three, 90 second rounds. Good luck, girls. Thank you. So, this is another elimination that's hard to do to play by play. You know, they're standing against the wall, they got to push the bricks on each side. Uh, but Georgia ends up getting skunked. She loses 2-0. Tori wins. Um, it was very emotional. She tells her, don't come over to Team UK. Fuck them. Very, very bitter. Like, Georgia was very, very well liked last season. A little bit less so this season. But she has been very, very bitter. But Tori ends up being this season's first turncoat. She leaves Team US. She's going to Team UK. And she's going to start working it the other side. How does this make you guys feel, Becky? 
I mean, I'm not surprised. With everything that's been happening with Team US, and even Tory said, Steele and Georgia should have switched sides, and they would have had more numbers on that side. So I think that Georgia took, I'm not sorry, I think that Tory took her own advice and switched sides and hoping that the numbers will work out in her favor. Absolutely, and, sh and before she left, she definitely spazzed out on Kaylee. Don't switch to her team, don't help her. Right now, I'm still standing here in the winnings for a million dollars and Georgia's going home. So ultimately I won this one. So it's one nil to Kaylee. I'm such a bitch. <laughs> Joss, you let Kaylee put, talk you into putting your own teammate in because she don't, doesn't like me. She's intimidated that she's not very good. So okay. she has to take out the good players. I mean, no, listen, I'd admit it now, you up. You up. I trusted you. No, I trusted you. I, I trusted you as well. But you I trusted you, and I'm going to go with Disney. It's disgusting. Because it's a game. We played you. It's a game, and you can't do a final. Okay, well, we I played can't you. I can't wait to laugh at you. Okay, out. okay, Jenny. Thank God that we had a turncoat. I mean, I was getting pissed every week that they're hyping up this, you know, this this random thing that can happen. It can, you know, change the game as you know it. You never know when it will happen, and it finally did. And I think what's gonna happen here is this is gonna be a domino effect. It was a great move by Tori to just get out of there. If Tori and Jordan both make the final, that family, that household's getting money no matter what. That's the positive side right there. Now, um, why I said it's gonna be a domino effect, I think what is gonna happen now we're not going to see USA versus USA or UK versus UK in eliminations. I really don't think so. I think it's going to be alliance versus alliance on both sides, and we're going to have turncoat after turncoat, and the teams are going to get mixed up where it's not going to be USA, UK anymore. So I mean, we were, we were always going to go this way. Always. But let's go ahead and move on to this episode's MVP. I mean... I'm sorry. I'm going to have to combine them and say it's Camly. Kayla and Camp together as one team. <laughs> they really were one person this episode coming together and putting in Georgia and really setting up this whole situation. I know you wanted one person. I just couldn't choose one. So they're together. And honestly, people slept on them. People didn't think that they were going to be able to work together. And they showed everybody up. So I'm pretty happy about that. It was Leroy for me. Uh, he had a great episode. He was all over the place for us on the TV, and you know he delivered great performances. And he picked a side. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to go with I'm going to go with Tori. Uh, her back was against the wall. She ended up winning her elimination, going to the other side. She pretty much put her own fate into her own hands, and I got a lot of respect for that move. I think she talked a lot of shit and didn't back it up, but. Backing up your shit in the challenge isn't always necessary. Sometimes you can get further not backing it up. So that's who I got to pick. Let's go ahead and move on to the hit list. Love War Challenges power rankings provided by Tyler Louder at Lord Louder. Tyler, who do we got in our top 10 in this week's power ranking? This week, we're starting at number 10. We got CT, 9 Ashley, 8 Zach, 7 Joss. Six Rogan, five Polly, four Kara, three Jordan, number two Leroy, and number one Tori herself. Now I haven't been a big fan of Tori, but I think it's totally one hundred percent okay 
that she is number one this week. But not really. She talked a whole bunch of shit. She didn't back it up. She got thrown into elimination because she doesn't have the power to stay out of it. And this is the power ranking. Now, granted, she did win, but she turncoated to a shitty team. She left the Golden State Warriors to go play for the New York Knicks. Like, do we have to respect this move? I don't think we, I don't think that we do. Uh, Jordan being above Kara, bullshit. Jordan got turbo out because he was shook. I'm not having that shit. Leave her at number two. I'm okay with that. Paulie at number five. I'm okay with that. Uh, Rogan, Rogan and Joss at six or seven also seems fine. Zach at number eight. That doesn't really make sense. Why? He doesn't have an alliance. He doesn't have the numbers. He didn't do great in the daily. He didn't have a shitload of, uh, uh, he probably, yeah, he did have a couple of interviews, but most of it is just him just spewing that shit that comes out of his mouth. And CT at number 10, you're the leader of the worst team on this show. So that's how I feel about it. Becky, how would you like to comment on Tyler's shitty little list? Um, you are right. Uh, as much as I don't like it, uh, Tori was at the top of this episode in everything and all over the place. So I can see why you placed her as number one, even though emotionally I don't like her there. <laughs> um, I honestly think Leroy should have had the number one spot because of his involvement with everything, really being everywhere in this episode. Um, the fact that Jordan is above Kara is in my opinion, ridiculous, because Jordan was out first. Kara actually lasted in this daily, and she did have a lot of camera time. I think that she should have been higher up, maybe not super high, but she should have been over Jordan. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, let's, let's, let's break it down. Tori gets the number one spot this week, and I'm only going to touch on a little bit because my weekly write-ups will be up this weekend and everything, you know, so people can go over there and read the full details. But quick summary, um, Tori had the second most amount of interviews. She won an elimination. She called out her entire team. She became the first turncoat, being a trendsetter. I mean, it, this whole episode, this season, talking about turncoats, we've been waiting for it. It's centered around her. She might be the only turncoat for the whole season. And if she does, she did something that nobody else will do. And she took out Georgia who up to this point had never lost mm. an elimination. And that's pretty big, beating somebody that's undefeated in elimination. And also, if you remember, Tori's only lost an elimination when she had the bad Derek on her team. I mean, take away him, she may never, not ever lose an elimination, you know? So, mm. that's why she's number one. Leroy's number two, and the reason why Leroy isn't number one is because last week, Leroy was number nine, and Tori was number, uh, number six. So, when they both move up, Leroy moves up seven spots, Tori moves up five. That's just, Tori was ahead of him last week, so her momentum just kept going. Uh, all right, I'm not going to talk about anything from five to ten, but I'm going to talk about three and four. I'm going to tell you why Jordan's ahead of Kara. Uh, Kara was number ten last week, moves up six spots. Jordan was number three, falls one. Jordan is really good at this game at knowing what each person's flaw is and capitalizing on it. Turbo's emotional. And he did something that nobody else has been able to do in this game. He took Turbo out with his words. Mm. That's, all, that's all he needed. And granted, yes, it's maybe cheap and people love Turbo and people hate Jordan. So that's where the distaste comes. But it's genius. 
I mean, how many guys have you seen throughout every season of the challenge goes, watch this, I'm going to get him to punch me in the face. Uh, That's the same thing. It is. Also, Kara was going to be up in the top three until she made one comment. She single-handedly gave all the... All the, all, all the credit to Polly, saying that Polly is manipulating this game, Polly's playing this game, everybody's doing what Polly says. And because of that, she made it seem less like she's making the decisions. Because of that, she moves up a bunch from everything that happened. She doesn't top Jordan because she's not making those decisions, it appears. And she said herself last week, let's go into elimination, Tori. I'm sick of this. And when it came down to going into it with her, she didn't want to go in together. That's all I'm just saying. I have nothing but respect for everybody on the challenge. I like everybody on the challenge. That's just how I analyzed it. Are you saying that Kara didn't want to go into elimination with Tori? Kara didn't say that. Last week she did. She said, she said I'm sick of this. Let's go into elimination no, right now then. No, she didn't want to go into elimination. She never said that she didn't want to go into elimination. Everybody else decided to put in Georgia. I don't even think Kara was no, in on that conversation. I never. No, no. I, I didn't say that she didn't ever, that she said she didn't want to go in. I'm saying she called out Tori, had an opportunity to just go against Tori and get her out of the game, and didn't. Wow, That's the only thing. You're putting that on Kara. Why didn't Tori say that she wanted Kara when she was in the, the uh, nomination? Or go to Kara herself and say, volunteer yourself. Let's do this. Yeah, she said Ashley, and she said Ninja's name. She never said Kara, which to me sparks a little bit of fear. No, 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 you're, you're 100% right on this. And I, I'm not saying, I'm not faulting Kara for this. I'm not faulting Kara for this. I'm just saying her not taking out Tori herself this week after she called her out and her giving all the credit to the moves to Polly is what keeps her out of the top three. Everything else, she, everything else moves her up six spots. I definitely get that. You definitely better not fault Kara on this podcast. Never. Because Kara will be coming on to our next episode our 50th episode we get to bring it in with Carver Maria and let me tell you something she drops some shit oh my god let's just say words like racist and pregnant come out on more than one occasion this is not something you want to miss um a lot of your questions that you guys have will be answered I mean she we get into detail I think we were together for almost two hours and we really got into a lot of shit so Make sure you guys don't miss that. You can expect that to come out either during this weekend or right after. It's definitely everything that you guys want to hear from her. But with nothing else, that's going to go ahead and close us out for this episode. Season 34 of The Challenge, War of the Worlds, Episode 10. Thank all of you guys for joining us. I know Bananas is not here right now, but Bananas, close us out. Another great episode, Podstars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash love war challenges. Also, check out our new website, lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, to give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, Podstars. Peace.